in a world where fans are forever restless, the rules are ever-changing, and you have to be told just how much your favorite team blows to rise above the rest. Welcome to the Couch Coaches with your hosts, Lacey Kay and Drew Hale. going on guys welcome back to the new and improved version of the couch coaches i'm your host lacy k with my co-host as always drew hale what's going on tonight drew hey 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 i hope you guys didn't miss this beautiful voice too much you know what i mean it's been a little while yeah, it's a little smolter to me smolter you're coming yeah. off a little bit strong are you hitting on our fans i am i, am. <laughs> I can tell i am you even have the clark hey glasses going on right now i do I do. I'm glad you noticed that. I'm going to rip my shirt off in a second. There's going to be a giant... Please don't. There's going to be a giant C on my chest. Right away, we're going to have to restart this episode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but no, uh, guys, welcome back to the show. We're glad to be back. We have some new news and you know updates for where we've been and why we've been gone, unfortunately. But it is the first episode back, and we're coming on strong, and we're not going to slow down. Um, do you want to talk about why we were gone for a little bit there, Jay? Yeah, yeah, I can for sure. Um, so, so really, the first thing I want to open up with is a uh, is a huge uh, is a huge apology, right? We're not going to sing Bieber this time, but uh, are you sure? I mean, that got us a lot of views last time. Yeah, yeah, right, right. We'll look forward to it in another episode. But no, seriously, uh, you just want to take a second to apologize, obviously, because um, <clears throat> you know for the hiatus as well, right? Because uh, listen, you both had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, it was a wild, wild, wild time. So uh, you know, and a lot of things that went on behind the scenes there, but. Uh, mainly for the lack of communication, you know what I mean. We've we've got some some outlets that we just didn't use to communicate that we were going to be gone. Uh, funny enough, actually, we recorded you know one of the, one of our most fiery episodes uh, prior to going away and uh, taking that little hiatus, and uh, you know we didn't even publish it seriously because everything literally just it, it like happened overnight. You know what I mean? Like it was just a, a bunch of stuff all at once, and it was crazy. Uh, but the good news is, you know, we're we're back and, and really want to uh, want to commit to this more than ever, and uh, you know, get all that stuff out of the way so that we have no more interruptions going forward. Um, and uh, you know, Lace, I'll, pack, I'll pass it back to you because I know we did some equipment upgrades. You know, we did some good stuff while we were gone, so not all negatives. So uh, I'll let you talk about. It. Yeah, like uh, Drew was saying, I mean, we changed studios. We were doing stuff in our personal life, but we've upgraded a lot of our hardware and software. So hopefully, it's a better show for you and. I mean, we had fun doing it before, but now we're even having more fun. We're like kids in a toy store with all this new equipment. I mean, um, but, you know, we do have to apologize. Um, it was very unprofessional for us just to disappear like that. We're going to make sure never to do that again. But we wanted to make sure since we were already having a hard time that we use this time to fully upgrade like we wanted to. That way, you know, you can get the best show, the best version right when we came back. And that's what we plan on giving to you. Um but yeah, he, he touched on it a little bit. I thought it was kind of funny because when we were doing our Rushmores, he was just kind of like, you know, come on, let's do the Packers. Let's do the Cowboys. I'm like, no, we got to save them for last. They're our teams. Da, da, da. And then we save them for last. And then after all that fire, after all that arguing about trying to fit into seven people, five people, whatever, and trying to fit into one episode, it just never got published. It's just out there in the cloud, just <clears throat> floating around. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to save that guy for like a nostalgic moment in like two years. Right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and just drop it on you guys. It's going to be crazy. We're, what we should do is just listen to it live with you guys and be like, what the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> like, Just for a reaction? Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be good. That'd um, be good. But yeah, we apologize. That's kind of where we're at, but we're going to come on strong. Expect pretty much two episodes a week, roughly around the same time every week, so you guys know when to expect them. 
we're trying to give you consistency um but as a little added flavor um mm. and a little bit more pep to our step and she's not talking about ketchup no l l what no um we're gonna add a little flavor a little bit to break up the monotony of me always being right and you having to try and make it seem like you are. Oh, my God. Um, I wish we had that bet board updated this whole time. Yeah, well, we have one now, folks, so we're excited for that. But that's not what I'm talking about. Um, we're adding a, a voice to our shows. Probably will be with us most weeks. Um, why don't you say hi to the people, Rachel? Hey, guys. Uh, that's Rachel. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and that's everyone. Um, she's gonna be, <laughs> and for the record, we know right? that's all of you. Um, she's going to be working with the show moving forward. Um, kind of just like working behind the scenes, you know, interacting with your fans is what she really wanted to do with you guys. She said she listened to the show, you know, she liked what she heard, but like we talked about how we were unable to communicate well with you guys. So she's taking it upon herself to not only work with our social media outlets, but with you fans, and you will be working one-on-one with her to make sure we have the best interaction possibility with us and you guys out there in podcast land. I think that's what we <laughs> yeah, called yeah, it before. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right? I'll take, I'll take. So, Rachel, we welcome you to the show. We hope you're glad to be here, and we hope you're excited to work with the fans out there. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. So, if that's everything to start off, should we get this get this episode rolling? Yeah, let's, uh, let's get this party started. I'm okay. pretty jazzed up. So... Normally, we would start with all the news we missed over the course of the season so far, but out of everything that happened, I still think the biggest thing we have to talk about is Monday Night Football. The game that just happened. Guys, the LA Rams went up against the Kansas City Chiefs in probably the craziest blowout I've seen in a long time. The highest scoring Monday Night Football game Monday Night Football has ever had, and there's been 700-some plus games. So, it was quite crazy, but... Uh, LA Rams ended up winning 54-51 over the Kansas City Chiefs in a back-and-forth game of two of the biggest three offenses in the league, if not Absolutely. the top two. Could be a future Super Bowl look. Drew, tell me what you thought. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> where to start? Um, How about know, with I, the game? No, I, think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, actually it was the only game in NFL history where both teams scored over 50 points. Points. There's been higher scoring games, but not where both teams have scored over 50 points. Over 1,000 yards between the two teams in total, too. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was so crazy. You know, and and what's so, uh, I mean, a couple things that really stood out to me, and I'm going to talk fourth quarter exclusively, because the game was just so good all in, and the fourth quarter really defined the game, you know, uh, you know, in, in its entirety. But, you know, I think number one, I was a little sketchy on, uh, initially, Sean McVay's aggressive play calling in the fourth quarter. You know, especially that final drive, you know, he had that bootleg, uh, you know, where he got Goff off to his right, missed a pass. Uh, you know, I, I, I was getting a little, uh, little nervous there, right? You got Todd Gurley, you know, arguably a, a top two running back in the league. And Kareem Hunt. And, and you know, you're not, you're not giving him the ball to just run out the clock and, and you know, tank down the game. Uh, and then how fitting for the game to end with a Patrick Mahomes interception to former Kansas City Chief cornerback, now L.A. Rams quarterback, Marcus Peters. Who is who has been having literally, especially in his standards, a terrible year. I mean, he has not been having a good season at all. There have been games where he's been targeted. He's been thrown at, I mean, last year, that would have been, no one would have even thought to do that. You know what I'm saying? No way. 
and um, you know he's getting overshadowed a little bit by that by, by that big scary defense they have and uh, you know, man, no better way to end a game than that. Now, listen, it wasn't a skill interception, really. It wasn't like some big flashy play, but just for him to end, uh, you know, really close out that game was uh, was pretty cool. I thought. I mean, it was a crazy game. The stat line in general. I mean, just from Kansas City's point of view, Mahomes, thirty-three of forty-six, four hundred and seventy-eight yards, six touchdowns, three picks, but he also had two lost fumbles. Um, Tyree Kill had 10 catches for 215 yards, two touchdowns. Kelsey, 215 yards. Kelsey had 10 catches for 127 yards and a touchdown. And then on the opposite side, Jared Goff went 31 of 49 for 413 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, but he also lost two fumbles. Correct. But he also ran a touchdown in himself for five total touchdowns. Um, and then Brandon Cooks had eight catches for 107 yards. Um, they were they were missing Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's out for the year. But, yeah. you know, Josh Reynolds stood up, gig him. Gerald Everett got two <laughs> oh, touchdowns. Yeah, he's an Aggie. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. come on, man. Um, but there, there was a couple other underlying storylines. Like neither team's running game, even though they both have top backs, really did anything. Now Gurley was kind of had a nagging injury going on, so McVeigh was kind of holding him out as the game went on. But Gurley didn't really do anything for that game for being one of the top three offenses and the way they scored points and yardage. Hunt didn't really do much either from either side of the field. Um, let me ask you this. Do you know who is currently the NFL sack leader? The NFL sack leader. Hmm. Obviously, I'm going there somewhere with this. Uh, oh, yeah. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald as an interior lineman. I had to think about that for a second. Yeah, yeah, Interior. He yeah, has almost crazy. double the amount of sacks as Khalil Mack. That Khalil Mack crazy. has eight. Aaron Donald has 14 and a half sacks. That's pretty wild. No doubt about that. Ugh, I love Aaron Donald. Um, but no, between the running games pretty much being non-existent, the quarterbacks running the show, you know, it was Mahomes. Mahomes, it was the first time Mahomes had so many turnovers in a game. I think I don't think he had more than one, maybe two turnovers in a game up until this point. But you could see the future of these teams, of these offenses, with Mahomes and with Goff, and the way they just constantly gunfight it out mm-hmm. um like you said marcus peters he didn't have the final interception that was the marcus joiner there's 40 some seconds left but marcus peter pretty much wasn't marcus joiner that had the last interception yeah yeah marcus peters had it with like a minute some left ripped the soul out of Mahomes in that kansas city offense what fitting kind of play would it have been and then they got the ball back with like 30 40 some seconds left and Mahomes had to just throw it up. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's like, right. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, right, Marcus right, Joyner had a huge, right. easy interception. Um, but still, Marcus Peters getting that revenge after what you said. I love Marcus Peters, but he is having a down year. So it was nice to see him kind of get that revenge of what in some sort. But, no, it was a crazy game. This very well could be the Super Bowl in a couple months. Unlikely, um, but okay. I mean, other than New Orleans, those are the top three teams in my opinion right now. I'd agree. Um, but, yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy also, I, I found it an interesting topic that the way Kansas City's team is built mm-hmm. and the way that LA Rams' team is built is different. Kansas City is almost solely homegrown through the draft. Mahomes, Hunt, Hill, you know what I mean? Very true. Um, whereas in, yes, the previous establishment for LA drafted Goff and drafted Gurley, but they went and signed Brandon Cooks. They went and signed Indomitian Sue. Akeem Tlaib. Honestly, they're only, they're only like, really defensive 
they're only really heavily defensive uh, for as far as like you know getting getting that talent in right trading for that talent and uh, you know capping around that talent but offensively with the exception of Brandon Cooks I mean it's all homegrown on the offense for the most part well I mean they got Sammy Watkins oh that's on Kansas City I don't know what I'm saying there yeah but no yeah you're right on offense Gurley was drafted previous establishment Goff was drafted but yes Cup was drafted yeah so I mean you know a lot of their big guys you know what I mean a lot of their big playmakers with again the exception of Brandon Cooks right but a lot of players on that defense, almost all the players on the defense other than Aaron Donald. But, you know, listen, the entire you're right, the entire defense are just hired assassins at this point. Oh, you know what I mean? So Um and I, I think ultimately, even though with Mahomes total of five turnovers, he still kept them in that game and a chance to win at the end. Um but I think ultimately that was the difference is in the Rams got fourteen points off of turnovers from their defense. Corey Littleton had a game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where Kansas City wasn't able to do that for – their defense wasn't able to do that for their team. So I think going forward that's something you have to kind of watch. But if these teams stay healthy as well as New Orleans, it should be a very fun playoffs. Um, any final caps for that Monday Night Football game? Uh, no. No, I don't think so. I think we really summed it up pretty well. It's a good okay. game. So going back then throughout the rest of the season, uh, some of the stuff we didn't get to really talk on because obviously of our lack of judgment – um, I want to go back and talk about some of the stuff that's happened during the season, and I want to start with the Le'Veon Bell situation. Okay. Um, I We both agreed that at the beginning of the season that he definitely deserves more money. Sure. Um, whether we thought he was making the right choice or not by holding out, whether just partially the full amount that he's held out. And now, I mean, at this point, he didn't sign his tender. He's not going to play any part of this year. Um, I personally don't think... I mean, I, yeah, he could technically sign a tender and still be part of Pittsburgh, but I don't think either side wants that, especially with the way James Conner's been playing. I mean, I don't see them... They didn't want to pay Le'Veon Bell before. What makes you think they're going to want to pay that, him now to not be you know, their bell cow or anything like that? Um, so I kind of wanted to get your situation on that as well, and then I kind of want to go over like where we would like to see him go, not where we would think he would go, but where we would like to see him go. And if he's going to get the money he held out for to begin with yeah um i don't i don't know if i'll start in reverse chronological here so from your questioning so i I don't feel like he's gonna get the money that he wants to begin with because a couple things number one him holding out past week 10 so that he didn't sign his 10 his tender right so that he couldn't be traded he couldn't come back to the team blah 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 he can't play for the rest of the uh, rest of the year i think that's a bad bad look that I don't think a lot of teams want to deal with. You know what I mean? I don't think a lot of teams want to deal with it. I think there were teams that were behind Le'Veon Bell for the first, like, three or four games, right? And we saw it on, uh, you know, around the league and, and you know, a couple other things. You know, we, they were talking and, and a couple GMs, a couple scouts, you know. Uh, they were like, hey, listen, you know, we, we get the Le'Veon Bell thing for a couple weeks, but now it's just like, man, this is a distraction. Like, I, I just, we don't really like it anymore. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's what, like, you know, that's what uh, NFL owners are saying, right? That's what GMs are talking about, you know? And <clears throat> so I think that hurts him significantly. Um, so I don't think he's going to get the money that he wants to get. I think he's going to get paid. I mean, listen, he's a generational talent, right? I mean, in my opinion, in both of our opinions, I think he's the number one running back in the league when healthy, right? I mean, it, just I the versatility. The of the I think we did say at the beginning of the season, right. but <clears throat> he, he's in the argument. Yeah, I will say 100%. That. He's absolutely Top in the three without question. Yes, a top three without question. 
um, because he's one of those guys that's easy to forget what he can do. You know what I mean? He's easy, it's easy to forget what he brings to the table when he's on the field and healthy. Um, listen, as far as where he's going, right, and where he's going to end up. Where would you up, like to see him go? Like, where is an actual possibility, but you would like to see him be there? So where, I'm not, I know I'm not going to hear, you know, Minnesota out of you or, right, or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like that. Listen, where, where I'd like to see him go is, listen, frankly, I'd love to see him go and make the toughest division in football even tougher. And I'd like to see him go to Tampa. Ooh. I'd like to see him go to Tampa Bay. Um, that's where I'd like to see him go. Now, listen, Tampa Bay's got a big question mark quarterback right now. You and know what coaching I mean? staff. They, right, exactly. I mean, they've got Fitzmagic, who they're, they're back and forth on, who had a couple of tremendous games, and now he's been throwing pick, more picks than touchdowns. You know, you threw Jameis in the game this past week, who had a much better game than Fitzmagic did. So, you know, when you're looking at that, I'd love, I'd love to see. And listen, they don't have a terrible running game, right? No. But, but Le'Veon Bell improves almost anybody's running game, right? So uh, I'd love to see Le'Veon Bell there. Um, prior to, to, to Matt Breida, I'd love to see him in uh, in San Francisco. And obviously, he's still an upgrade from Breida. But, uh, um, you know, those are the places I'd like to see him go. I, I think he's going to the Jets, truthfully. Um, I think Todd Bowles is gone. Uh, oh, Todd Bowles. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't. So, you know, they've got a young quarterback. Uh, they need to lean on a running game. They grabbed Isaiah Crowell, right, this past year. They've had him for a while. Uh and I, I don't know that that's really working out for them at all. So I, I, I just, I would be, I would, I think it would be an interesting mix up to have them there in New York. They have a very young defense and the, you know, the Jets defense is very young, great safety group up there in New York. Marcus so, May, Jamal Adams, um, yeah. so I think that it would be nice to see him go there. That's where he's getting paid. He's going to go there to get paid. If that's what he wants to do, which it's very obvious and apparent, that's where his head's at. He's probably going to end up at the Jets would be my guess. Um, all right, so I'm definitely gonna say we were we were saying like, oh well, he's still like a top three, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, maybe like, and I'm not, and I'm always one for preaching that don't forget the talent that's left off the field just because of either injury or contract situation or whatever. He's definitely a top four, but I mean Zeke's still playing at a high level. Gurley is probably gonna be the offensive player of the year, or at least very high in consideration for this year, um, and. Saquon is I I'm an, I'm enamored with Saquon Barkley, so I, it's it's yet to see how this year off will affect him, where he's gonna go, the system he'll be in, stuff like that. Um, but yes, talent wise, he's still easily a top four back, um, and I'm still gonna stand behind him and say he deserves the money he gets. I think he will get it, or I'll say this: I think a team will offer him that kind of money, but depending on what that team is and, you know, how he feels about his chances there. Yes, I do think he cares more about the money. But if he could take, you know, close to the money he wanted but for a much better team compared to a team that's not going to do anything for the money that he does want, I think he might consider it. Something tells me that he's going to stay on the East Coast. Um, not hmm. saying not saying he's not going to go anywhere else. But something just like listening. So New York's in play then for you. Yeah, absolutely. So the Northeast market. The Jets would be a great fit. Um, again, granted what they do with that coaching staff because there's going to be turnover. But you got a young quarterback who looks promising. You have good pieces on that defense. I mean, you're still going to have to build the team a little bit, but they're going to have the salary cap to be able to pay. You're going to stay on the East Coast. Depending on who they bring in as the coach for the coaching staff might even attract you more to that position. Um, I just know he's an East Coast guy. Um, so I'm not ruling out any any other teams, 
But I feel like if given the choice, he's gonna choose to stay on the East Coast if there's a if there's a spot there that fits. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's gonna be an interesting thing. Like I like we said earlier, Le'Veon Bell could technically still stay with the Steelers. They could tag him. He would get quarterback money, um, which I'm sure Ouch. he would love. But if if the Steelers didn't want to pay him the 14 or 15 million he wanted now, I can't see them giving him quarterback money to not touch the ball as much as he right. would have. So. <laughs> It, I, I feel safe in saying that's James Conner's running game now. Um, looked very good this year. Nothing against James Conner. Hopefully he gets better. Hopefully he keeps it going. It's a great story. He's a great player. Um, but Bell is a special situation, and it's going to be fun to see where he goes and track that situation. Um, but since we're talking about that, and he's t- we're talking about him missing time and you know the situation there, what about players that missed time last year but are – really showing up again this year when people want to write them off, whether that be Adrian Peterson Ooh. or Deshaun Watson. Hmm. or Deshaun Watson, my pick for comeback player of the year. Maybe a little bit of Andrew Luck. <laughs> um, I mean, he was gone a little bit more than the rest of them. And whether fans like it or not, they know where we stand on this show with Andrew Luck. So I got to ask whether one of those three or all three or someone else what have you felt about some of these comeback stories? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of really, really great ones. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing to watch, right, to see players come back from this injury. I mean, seriously, how motivating is it if you're a player that goes down with a season-ending injury, right? Or you're a player that just really has a, you know, just, just one, you're, everybody is one tackle away from a torn ACL. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what it seems like. So, uh, you know, I, I think that the stories that we're seeing are not only motivating to other players in the league, but just as fans to watch and know that that person's not out, you know what I mean? And uh, to cheer them on is, is just incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think that to me, again, Deshaun Watson, probably the comeback player of the year if he's playing the way that he's playing. Uh, I would rather go to Andrew Luck, uh, you know, personal bias, surely, you know what I mean? But again, I mean, he's playing lights out football. I mean, he is, he is playing really well. Granted, over the course of the past five weeks here, I mean, he's had the best offensive line in football from what it looks like. I mean, he hasn't taken a sack. The dude's barely been hit. If only uh, offensive linemen got Rookie of the Year <laughs> nominations and Quentin Nelson. Jesus. Right, though. I mean, they're holding up so well for him, and uh, and that's great to see. But, yeah, I think that, you know, I think those two guys are, are probably what stand out the most to me. Um, Adrian Peterson is a good story, but like the reason why I don't like Adrian Peterson as like comeback player of the year, because it's like you just sucked and now you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like you can argue. It wasn't that, like, an injury, right? Well, it was an injury. It was just called like bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like oh, he had a case of the suck. So like you know what I'm saying? So like I, I just don't. I don't like that. But um, but yeah, no, I love it. I think it's great. Do you think maybe whipping his kids got him whipped back into shape? Yeah, L O L. He actually just said like today or yesterday he was in an interview and he's like, yeah, I still beat my kid with a belt. And I was like, bro, you were indicted like four years ago. Like, and you're just gonna find out and be like, yeah, smack his ass with a belt all the time. Nigga bleeds. It's great. Um, so since you'll use any situation to talk about Aaron Rodgers, what do you think about him as a comeback situation? Uh, listen, I, you know, I think he's playing incredible. He's been playing incredible football. You know what I'm saying? Their record doesn't show it, but I mean, if you look at his stat line, you know, he's throwing what 20 interceptions or 20, 20 interceptions. 20 so interceptions. That would be that Jesus. would be like that would match he's his career. Great year, 20 interceptions. Like <laughs> no, he's got like 20 touchdowns, one interception. You know what I mean? I mean, his quarterback rating on the year is like 104 and change, but they can't win football games. So you know, I, I just uh, I'm not digging it. Without getting too far off topic, I have to ask you because my fantasy team is hurting. And one of them, part of it, I drafted 
Graham, thinking he was going to be like this missing piece for this passing attack, and that is just not the case. Why? You know, I think there's a lot of things that go into that. Number one, I think from a scheming perspective, they're, they're not finding a way to feed Graham the ball, right? And, and listen, Aaron goes on every single week and talks about finding new ways to get Devontae Adams the ball. You know, he's a tough cover. Uh, and listen, there's no tougher cover inside 20 than Jimmy Graham on that team. Like, on that there's team, just no yeah. way. I mean, he eats up the middle of the field. He's got incredible hands. His size is he's massive. And he's, he's, he's a good route runner, you know what I mean? Um, but listen, I, I think that... I think they're trying to find a lot from an identity standpoint on offense right now. Uh, you know, they got uh, Valquez, uh, Scanlon, so you know what I mean? Aaron Jones? Yeah, they've got Aaron Jones blown up in the backfield. Amecuous St. Brown. Uh, Economius, there we go. Dude, I fucking yeah. hate that dude's name. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they got him too. He's had a lot of shitty drops. But at any rate, I think they're still trying to find some identity. Uh, they haven't been able to be very, very consistent on offense at all whatsoever. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry about Jimmy Graham. Do you think that more ineptness is from the coaching staff or just new players or young players with Rodgers or Rodgers being hurt or what? I don't think it's a lot of, of him being hurt because he's battled through injury a lot. He you beat know what Chicago I mean? on one leg. Right, exactly. I mean, seriously. Uh, you know, so I don't think it's injury, right? Um, I think it's some of that new receiver, right? I mean, you're seeing busted routes. You know what I mean? You're seeing a lot of that. And that's why he keeps wanting to feed Devontae because not just because he's the best player on the field when he's on the field, right? And he is a, he is a very tough cover, right? I mean, he gets off the ball like no other. Yeah. But the problem is if it's the only guy you have rapport with at this point, right? Randall Cobb's been injured. He's been in and out. Geronimo Allison's out for the rest of the year. So those are the three guys between Adams, Cobb, and Allison that you have rapport with. And now only one of them are active on your roster. So, you know, and Randall Cobb will probably come back this week. But at any rate, you know, you've got that one guy. So I think that's been challenging, right? You don't have enough rhythm with everybody else. So, uh, so yeah, it's been tough. And it's why, you know, I think we need to lean on the running game a little bit more, get Aaron Jones some touches. I mean, uh, what a gifted talent he is at running back. So, uh, you know, we've got to lean on him a little bit more and, and try and get this offense fired up. All right, well, let's bring it back a little bit. I got a little bit of sidetracked there because of my own fantasy team. But, no, going back to comeback stories, I mean, there's plenty of players out there. I just named Luck, Watson, and AP as probably the three biggest. Um, AP is a nice story. Um, I personally really like seeing what he's doing in Washington, even if it's for Washington, just strictly because AP was probably one of the greatest – backs I've ever seen play. The fact that he Agreed. came back off an of ACL tear and then ran for over 2,000 yards, man, took that team to the playoffs himself, um, was something crazy to see. So seeing him having even just a pretty decent season, and if not a good season with Washington, I really enjoy. Um, we, Like you said, we talk about all the time luck on this show. It annoys our fans. Um, but you see, even after missing a year and a half, two years, and halfway through the season, the kind of just how much he's upgraded from the beginning of the season till now. Yeah, it's Where he's going to be at the end of the season. Where he's going to be next year with a full off season and stuff like that. Um, and like they finally started putting somewhat pieces around him, both on both sides of the ball, whether it's Quentin Nelson on the offensive line or Darius Leonard, they draft it um, as a linebacker. He's doing really well for them there. Um, but it's a really good story. Um, I do love luck, as we know, but... I really love Watson, too. He captivated me last year. I hated seeing him get hurt. Hoped and prayed he would come back playing like he did. And it took him a little bit. But they're on a seven-game winning streak. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. You know what I mean? They lost their first three, and they're on a seven-game winning streak. They were 
my pick for the AFC uh, contender in the Super Bowl. I mean, Kansas City looks pretty unstoppable right now, <laughs> but I could still kind of hold out there for uh, Houston. So Deshaun Watson, I agree, right now would be my comeback player of the year. Um, but just so many good stories, a lot of good things to touch on. If you guys have anyone we're missing or you feel like we're up playing or down playing someone or we're not mentioning someone enough when it comes to the comeback stories so far, if you want to chime in so far with what we've talked about with the Le'Veon Bell situation where you think he's going to go or you know, if we're idiots for thinking he's not going to get paid or he is going to get paid or anything like that, please feel free to you know, connect with us on Facebook, connect with us on the apps. We're, I mean, we're on many different platforms. You know, We want interaction. Hit us up on Twitter. You know what I mean? Uh, we want more interaction. You'll be interacting directly with Rachel. She'll be, she'll be interacting directly with us. So questions, you want to tell us what you think. You know, you want a spot, maybe a voiceover on the show, let us know. You know, we could try to see to make that happen. Uh, but moving on, I want to do, I want to do something a little bit fun. I mean, we're, in, we're going into week 12. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Us do something fun yeah i mean i'm typically a fun person you just kind of bring it down a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like the wet blanket well you're a robot so wow that's fucked up <laughs> but um i want to play a little kind of like dead or alive I want Ooh. To use some teams okay and they're kind of fighting for the playoffs you can't tell if they're really a contender or if they're kind of faking it and they're a pretender <laughs> so Ooh, pretender. I like i'm gonna i want to name some teams and i want you to tell me whether they're still alive in this playoff race so they're dead in the water okay and why got it okay um so first team you could throw me some then if you want washington start you off easy great yeah listen obviously i think they're still alive Um, really yeah of course i mean they're leading the division but alex smith is out yeah listen i get it i know i understand but listen let me ask you this how many times over the course of the past two seasons have we seen a starting quarterback go down and the backup quarterback or the rookie quarterback you know, coming off the bench, perform at a significantly high level, right? Uh, So at any rate, listen, here's what I'm saying, right? Uh, Is it looking good for them? Absolutely not whatsoever. But you're still giving them a chance. Yeah, there's absolutely still a chance they squeeze into the playoffs. Listen, if we were talking about Colt McCoy from 2009 Texas, okay, (laughs) he would have led that team to the national championship (laughs) if he did not get hurt, okay? Oh, man. Um, It's bullshit. Um, uh. If we were getting that Colt McCoy, and he hasn't been horrible throughout his NFL career, I would think he'd be a starter for his team, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't count them out. Wait, wait, hold on. But you know who else they just picked up? Yeah, Butt Fumble. <laughs> the Butt Fumble himself, Marky. The Sanchez. The Sanchez. Um, yeah, yeah, he's not going to do anything. Um, so <laughs> I, you know. You know, I would have given him a shot. We were, when we were going through practice episodes, we were talking about how, you know, they're still in the running. I was like, you can't count them out. Um, just like the Cowboys games, just like the Eagles games, the Redskins have had a lot of close games. The only difference is that a lot of them have turned more into wins for them compared to the Eagles or the Cowboys. Sure. Um, but, I, I mean, their passing offense wasn't anything prolific. But right. I still think they give him more stability with Alex Smith than it does with Colt McCoy. Oh, of course. I feel like you're going to no get doubt. more turnovers off Colt McCoy than you will Alex Smith. Well, that was, the, that was the difference maker, right? We've always talked about Alex Smith will just never lose you to a football game. So I feel like it, it, it sheds that enough. Now, Cowboys and Washington will be playing for the division lead this Thursday on Thanksgiving. Um, the winner of that team will be number one in the division. And I, feel we, I think we've agreed that only one team is making it out of that division. Um, so, I mean, it's a big game. 
not saying that they still don't have the running game with AP or talent along that defensive front um, with Deron Payne and all that. But, you know, I mean, maybe they still have a chance, but I'm, I'm calling them dead. There's no lifeline. There's no balls. It's over. Okay. Um, next team, Atlanta. Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm going to say I'm going to say dead. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say dead because there's obviously no way they're taking the division. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, they've got a chance at the wild card, but they've got to play better, and they've got to get better faster. I was going to say, do you think they're too far behind? Um, I think they're just too sporadic in their gameplay. Uh, you know, and this this is classic Matt Ryan. We, classic yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan. And Atlanta in general. Right. You know, you've got arguably one of the best running back tandems in the league. You've got arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, actually, Julio Jones still right now, I think, leads the league in receiving yards. Or, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and like, that's insane to think about because you've never put his name up there because uh, Atlanta can't consistently win football games. So, no, I think they're out. Okay. Um, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, we just, we, I've talked about it, not necessarily meaning you agreed with me or anyone else would agree with me, but Atlanta and Matt Ryan are some of those players or teams that play up one season and for no good reason play down the next season. Now, and that, that's just what they're doing. I know they've had some injuries at the very beginning of the year on the defensive side that really hurt them, but they were still competing. They still have all those weapons. There's no reason they should be struggling to win games. Um, so, I mean, them, the fact that they can still maybe make a case, they can maybe compete, make it hard for teams, but I just don't see them being able to squeeze into the playoff picture at this point. They're dead in the water. Um, Seattle. Oh, man. <clears throat> mixed you bag know, there. Yeah, really mixed bag for sure. Um, huh. Yeah, I mean, I think Seattle's definitely still alive, right? I mean, I think you'd be naive to rule them out 100%. Uh, but again, you know, I, I feel like Seattle needs a little bit of consistency. Uh, it, it's the same thing, you know. I, they've they've got to get consistent. They've got to be... Uh, the, the game... Russell Wilson, he can't carry that football team. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, he's, he's a tremendous quarterback, arguably elite, okay? But uh, he just, he can't do it by himself. And you've got Bobby Wagner on the other side of the ball, and that's it. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, they're missed. It's going to be a challenge to do it for sure. There are some people on that offense that need to step up. Tyler Lockett, he needs to be the guy. You know what I mean? Doug Baldwin's taking that number one. Uh, Tyler Lockett needs to be the guy a little bit there and step up and do a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Um, I agree with you uh, on this one. Not without any good reasoning. Seattle just has that kind of pedigree where they've been there with the coaching staff, with Russell Wilson, with some of the other players there. That they know how to sure. get there. They know how to compete. Um, they're, right around, they're floating right around 500. But they're not going to win the division, obviously. But they have a very good chance at maybe sneaking into a wild card depending on what's going on there. Um, so I'm not ready to rule them out. You can't rule out a team with that kind of you know mentality. So I think they're very much still alive in the playoff picture. Um, let's flip it to the other conference for a little bit. Tell me, what do you think about Cincinnati? They're right now second in that division. <sighs> no way. No, they're dead. You think? Absolutely. You're that dismissive? Yes. Uh, wow. All right. That was pretty. That was an easy one for you. Um, I'm giving them a little bit more of a chance. I'm saying they're still alive as long as AJ Green can come back at, with enough time. They lost the past two or three games with him being out. wasn't even close. But when he's in there, they've been winning or been in close games. He should be back this weekend. Um, and obviously, I don't really think they're going to win the division unless something happens to Pittsburgh, like injuries or whatever. But they could still win a division. Or not win a division, win a wild card spot. Um, they're not out of it yet. I think they will compete whether they get it there. We don't know. 
but I think they are alive. Staying in the AFC, what do you think about Tennessee? Oh, Tennessee. Um, <clears throat> nah, you know what? I, I don't think. No, no. I mean, Tennessee could could reasonably end, you know, be third in their division. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no way. They're dead. Uh, I think they still have a shot. I mean, granted, again, really quick, just just super fast on Cincinnati for one sec, just to go back to that. The, the main reason why I feel like they're dead is simply because of the fact that previously teams teams had to to neutralize two players, right? Joe Mixon, uh, the running back, and AJ Green. Okay. Now teams know they just have to isolate AJ Green, right? They can let Joe Mixon run because he just can't he can't do it enough. That's what we've learned over these past couple of games, right? That Joe Mixon just can't be the guy. Right, he can't be. He's not Le'Veon Bell. He's not Todd Gurley. Great back, and tr- tremendous back, but he's not those guys. He's not a game changer like that. AJ Green is the X factor, and in the Bill Belichick motto, right, is you're not you're not going to beat me through your best player. And I think if every defense adopts that mentality, and it's easy to say and hard to do. AJ Green's a monster, right? I mean, it's hard to stop him. But now I think we know that if you take AJ Green out of the game. And, uh, you know, they don't have the easiest schedule coming up, right? So you take A.J. Green out of the game, and, uh, you know, I think you've got a really good shot. See, I agree and I disagree. A.J. Green is the catalyst. Everything works <coughs> through A.J. Green, okay? Mixon's only in his second year. He might hit that level then. He's not doing bad now. He is a good back now. He's He should only improve. Depends on that coaching staff, where that team goes. I mean, Andy Dalton, but his play goes through A.J. Green, okay? That run game suffers when A.J. Green isn't there. When A.J. Green is on the field, teams roll to his side. So Tyler Boyd has been playing very good this year as a number two when A.J. Green's in the game. But what happens, A.J. Green is, hasn't been in the past two, three games. The running game isn't doing as well. They're losing their games. Tyler Boyd can't create separation by himself. So the whole team suffers. So it definitely goes through A.J. Green. Um, but he helps every aspect of that offense. And by helping the offense, you help the defense by not constantly putting them on the field. So, I still give Cincinnati a chance. Going back to Tennessee, my biggest problem with them is they're so enigmatic. They're so wishy-washy. They're playing good for two weeks, beat some of the best teams, and they play down to some other teams and lose to teams you think they would beat. Um, So, I don't trust them. I don't think it favors them, but I'm not really ready to count them out yet. Um, So, all right, I'm going to give you three more teams, and then we'll wrap up this segment. Tell me, what do you think about Indy? Yeah, I think they're still alive, obviously. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they're on a huge upward trend. You know what I mean? I mean, again, I, I don't know I don't know how many weeks it's been, but I mean, I, I can't remember watching Andrew Luck take a sack in literally like five weeks, six weeks. You know what I mean? I mean, it's insane. You know, this has got to be like the longest streak a quarterback has ever been on that hasn't taken a sack. I mean, it's seriously nuts. So that offensive line is playing super, super well. You know, Marlo Mack... At running back, listen, isn't doing a tremendous job, right? I mean, that that's very apparent. My question is, I guess, uh, to just generally, is he doing good enough? Uh, my answer to that, yes. I think he's doing good enough. I think Andrew Luck is obviously the X factor, uh, you know, which is which is a no-brainer, right? You got Eric Ebron, uh, who's stepping up and doing very, very well, uh, you know, in a big way. T.Y. Is, is still being T.Y. Hilton, you know what I mean? He's the T.Y. Hilton we always knew. He doesn't have a whole hell of a lot else on that offense, and uh, he doesn't have a whole lot on the defense. You know, a rookie stepping up in a big way, but you know, I I don't I don't know that they have enough defensively. That's what scares me. But I think they're still in the hunt for sure. 
I do yeah. think they're still in the high. I know at, at first it seems like kind of an easy question. Like, yeah, they're, they're they're doing well. They could they could you know. But I ask that question because if they don't win the win the division, and I think Houston, in my opinion, is the favorite for that division. Agreed. Do you think they're playing well enough to beat another team for the, one of the wild card spots? I think so. I think so. I think it's possible. Again, if they if they keep on the trajectory that they're on, absolutely. And Andrew Luck's gotten better every single week. Um, so we'll see. All right. Well, yeah, I do like Indy. I do think they have. They're still fighting. I still think they're alive. Um, I was just curious because, like I said, I do have Deshaun Watson and the Texans as the favorite. Whether whether you kind of had them still competing for a wild card spot, even with if Houston to take the division. Um, Dallas. Yeah, I mean, certainly still alive. Uh, again, now listen, they're another team that's got to figure out a lot of shit, though. You know what I mean? They've got to figure out a lot of stuff. Zeke's playing great. He's playing really, really good football right now, and that's fantastic. Um, that defense. Uh, the defense. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the defense has been doing uh, fantastic. Uh, your boy Byron uh, has been incredible, uh, you know, yeah. this year. So, I think defensively has been great. Uh, you know, your new rookie linebacker has Leighton been. Vander oh my God! Keep Sean Lee out. I mean, he's been playing. <laughs> he's been playing so good. Seriously, Vander him and Jalen so Smith, good. absolutely. Um, and they're playing with so much passion and fire. You know what I mean? You could just see it. You could see it every snap. And I shouts love it. to I Chris Richard. Um, I, I think that. I think the only thing that really, really scares me there is not only Jason Garrett's coaching because that scares the shit out of me. It scares me too. Um, <clears throat> I I think Dak is second-guessing and questioning so much right now that it's impeding his ability to play quarterback. And whether that gets fixed, if Jason Garrett gets his head screwed on right or what, but but I think Dak is losing confidence in himself. I think you can see it in some of the underthrows and overthrows that he's just been like notorious for this season, which has not been Dak Prescott. Uh, so we'll see. And, and the other thing is they've got to find a way to get Amari Cooper involved down the seam in a big way. I mean, you've got to get some of those streak routes, and you've got to air it out for Amari Cooper. He's one of the best route runners in football. Uh, he doesn't have the greatest hands, right? He had a drop problem last year. But this year he's been pretty consistent. Uh, and you've got to find a way to hit him down the seam. You've got to do that. Uh, and they haven't been able to do that. They've still been trying to eat up the middle of the field with little dump balls here and there. And uh, you can't get Amari Cooper for a first-round pick and do that because you're just literally wasting him 100%. I agree with you for the most part. I'm just going to clean it up a little bit. Uh, the coaching staff is a problem. Uh, the team has been playing better the past couple weeks, but especially for the first half of the season, definitely what you were alluding to, Dak seems unsure. You know, his decision-making, his confidence, stuff like that, I think that sends back to the coaching staff. But that was missing. Um, that was hurting his game. Um, Amari Cooper does help just by being on the field because it takes away from them focusing on Zeke or some of the other the other weapons or lack of weapons on that offense. Um, but yes, I agree with that kind of profit for you know trading a first-round pick to get him. And even though he has been helping by having defenses focus on him more than other players, he does have to be more of a part of that offense on go routes. Or, and like you said, he's one of the best route runners in the league. You know what I mean? So I would like to see that. My biggest fear is at the end of the season, not making the playoffs, Jerry Jones firing Jason Garrett, and then Jason Garrett just smiling and clapping like he does on the sideline, thinking he, everything's still okay, and he walks back into his office. Like, that's my biggest fear. He's like, yeah, okay, well, you know, all right. And then he heads back into his office and starts to try coaching again. Like, like please try. Don't, right? Yeah, try. Uh, well, try, try is the best thing you can grade him on because trying is all he can do. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. You think, you think it's 
what what percentage chance? Seriously, not not as a fan, but as Jerry Jones. What percentage chance do you give Jason Garrett being gone at the end of the season? My biggest worry, and if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be Jerry Jones, if, it, if I'm Jerry Jones, if we miss the playoffs, I say it's only like a seventy percent chance that he's gone. Yeah, if we make the playoffs, I think that drops down to only like. A 45-50% chance. I literally think if we make the playoffs, it's a coin flip whether Jerry Jones decides to move on or not from Jason Garrett. Because he wants so bad for Jason Garrett to succeed. Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's um, a fanboy. In my take, um, I would need Jason Garrett to make the playoffs and have at least one win and kind of show that there's life there for me to consider him to be back for next year. If he makes the playoffs and they don't win it all or don't look convincing or they just entirely miss the playoffs, he's gone. Like, I already want him gone, but I'm willing to give him that benefit of the doubt. But, you know, if I wanted a clapper, I would buy it from TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> clap on, clap off. <laughs> but I'm tired of seeing it on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting take. All right. All right. So, Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, obviously still in. You know what I mean? But, uh, but again... One of those teams with just too many, they've just got a lot of question marks. They really do. Um, you know, whether it's the running game in question, uh, you know, whether it's the defense in question, uh, you know, especially from a secondary perspective, uh, Carson Wentz been playing uh, okay. You know, his quarterback range is probably like 100. I mean, he's been playing pretty good, I guess, from that perspective. Um but certainly not what fans expected Carson Wentz to be when he came back. Uh, you know, they, they expected him to be the, the, the difference maker in close games, which he hasn't been. Um, you know, they've, they've been struggling in, in tight games big time. Uh, fourth quarter has not been their friend. So, uh, you know, it, it's hard to win in the NFL if, if you can't, you know, hold strong in the fourth quarter. And, and I, I don't know that they've been able to do that. So it's scary. But, yeah, they definitely have a chance. I'm saying they still have a chance, but I'm willing to go out on a limb here. If they lose one of their next two games, they're out. Who do they have next two? Uh, the next one, they have the Giants. So I would say that's... Likely win. Yeah, that's a likely win. But the Giants' offense, ever since they came out and said Eli Manning, you know, his job, you know, his chance still playing there is on the line. You know, he's been pl- he's been playing well and hasn't had a turnover in the past two or three games. So, typical Eli Manning where all of sure. a sudden where it's like, oh, it's critical. Maybe I should, like, not suck. So, And I think Saquon Barkley is listed on the depth chart as a tight end, wide receiver, running back. Offensive uh, line. Assistant coach, general manager. Like. So, yeah. So, I think that helps, too. Um, but, yeah, it does. Um, so, I'm still going to give him a chance. Uh, going forward another week, I'm not quite sure. I'm going to have to look it up then. I just, I feel like they're already behind Washington. They're already behind Dallas. Only one team's coming out of that division. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my confidence in those two teams right now just the way they're performing better than the Eagles. I don't think it looks good. So even though I'm not ready to count them out, I feel safe in saying that if Do they, they play the Texans? In the two weeks? Uh, let me, let me three look weeks maybe. I think they play Houston. Oh they definitely play Houston. It's part of the division. No. Uh in two no, weeks No, that's not part of the division. Not part of the division, but I mean like our division faces their division this year. Correct. Like, part yeah, of yeah. the scheduling, yeah. Um no. Uh they play Giants, and then in two weeks they play Dallas again. Okay. So Dallas is going to have Washington and then Eagles. Um, and then after Philadelphia plays Dallas, then they have the Rams. Oh. 
So let's say for right now we agree that for right now it looks like they'll beat the Giants. Yeah, agreed. But a loss to the Rams in the next three weeks. 100%. So does it come down to that Dallas game? It certainly could. If Dallas win, hypothetically, if Dallas wins tomorrow with Washington. Well, Dallas plays Washington twice, right? You guys have not played Washington at all. Yeah, this we year. have. We've played them in a close game and lost the first one. Okay, gotcha. Who hasn't? No, maybe, maybe Philly hasn't played Washington yet? That I'm not sure. Okay. But, so let's say hypothetically Dallas beats Washington this weekend. Uh, they take the division lead, and then next week play the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So we already gave the Eagles a win in the next three weeks and a loss. What do you think about that game? Well, I mean, listen, obviously they have to, they have got to beat Dallas. They have got to beat their remaining in-division opponents, without question, right, to even have a chance. If they don't do that, right, their season is over done game over zero opportunity because they are not beating the rams and i think they play the rams in la they do that is not happening no team i'm telling you right now the playoff picture is going through la the rams do not lose in la and they're definitely not going to lose to an eagles team I, i mean there's just no way so they lost that game for sure before it even started uh, so they've got to win out, truthfully. I mean, they've got to win out the rest of the year to have a chance. I was going to say, I had a little bit more confidence in the Eagles this past week when they played New Orleans. Really thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. I thought they would come God, back off the loss. Out. Carson Wentz, they just shut down that entire offense. I, I really don't know what to expect from that. Um, it kind of scares me a little bit, so that's why I'm going on the line with that idea. All right, final team. Your Packers. Is it? Are they too far behind with Chicago and Minnesota right now in front of them? You, you know, I, I I think I think yes. I, I think their playoff hopes are done. Uh, really? Truly, I really do. Okay. Um, you know, because I, I I don't I don't see Aaron coming up and saying relax, right? I don't see him coming out and saying, hey, listen, I think we can win out. I think we can run the table. You know, I don't see him doing that. You know, the last press conference when he was asked about it, and they said, hey, is this the time for a relaxed kind of moment? And, uh, you know, his his issue was that they haven't had a galvanizing moment as a team where they felt like, you know, this was an iconic moment in their in, in their season where they, they're going to come around, turn around, and everybody got fired back up, and he didn't, just didn't see that. If you're on the team and you hear Aaron Rodgers say that, I think it could be a little depleting, probably more demotivating than motivating. Yeah. Um, and listen, I, I just I can't see us putting an offense together that makes sense. And again, Aaron Rodgers is not the problem. When you throw 19 or 20 touchdowns to one interception and have a quarterback rating of 104 or whatever he's at this season, right, that guy is not your issue, right? I, listen, I think Mike McCarthy's gone at the end of this year if we don't make the playoffs. Um and uh, defensively, we've been getting better, but we're, I mean, injured for days. I mean, we're just so injury-plagued on, on both sides of the ball. Trading away Ha-Ha Clinton Dix, you know, one of the top five safeties in the league, does not help our cause. So, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see it. All right, well, I, it's so hard for me to rule them out. Well, yeah, because you got number 12. I mean, yeah, it's, exactly. it's very challenging. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, and Minnesota has not looked as great as I thought they would. The problem is, again... I don't know if you don't win that division if you make the playoffs. Um, I feel, just because I, I don't trust it, I'm saying they're still alive. 
<laughs> but but I also feel like you no. Know, you know why you're saying that? You know why you're saying that is because the Dallas Cowboys cannot beat times. Aaron Rodgers. That once is too many, challenge. like three times too many, two times. <laughs> um, but I feel like they do. They're gonna have to win out. I feel like they're gonna have to win out. They're gonna have to win the remaining games to win the division or even compete for a playoff spot. Well, listen. I mean, if you take a look at Green Bay's the rest of their schedule, right? <clears throat> I mean, obviously this Sunday night they play Minnesota at Minnesota, right? Then That's they're home, you know, very <clears throat> pivotal. Right, they have to win that game. Then they're home against Carolina, right? So Josh Rosen uh, going against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, I'll take Green Bay at home, right? They're undefeated at home, right? Aaron Rodgers hasn't lost a game at home for I don't know, season and a half, two seasons. I mean, it's insane. So you know, they're gonna win at Lambeau. Then they go at home against Atlanta. Green Bay struggled against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, but I don't know if they're gonna struggle that much against this year's Atlanta Falcons. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. The games that I'm the game that I'm really, really worried about, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, is this weekend against Minnesota Sunday night. You have to win that game. Absolutely. Then next uh the in two weeks, you play Chicago at Chicago. Absolutely have to win. Those two games are the biggest question marks on the schedule, right? You end the season home against the Lions. You're probably winning that game. And then you go to New York to take on the Jets. You're probably winning that game. I'm feeling good about those games, right? But those two games where you're not at home and you're against, you know, your two division rivals, uh, you've got to, got to, I mean, basically they have to win out. I mean, obviously they have to win out, but those are the two games that I'd be most concerned about, you know, uh, winning. So, well, we'll see over the course of the next couple of weeks, how this playoff picture really shapes up. Um, so we're almost done for the episode tonight, but for we're going to have two more segments. We're going to do a new segment. Drew, I'm going to pass it over to you, and I want you're going to do a little fantasy football for us. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm, right, I'm going to do this. Hell yeah, I'm feeling really good. You like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's do so, it. Uh, so I'm going to rock and roll uh, with some stardoms for, uh, for this coming week in fantasy, right? Uh, interesting really quick story, though, that we didn't touch on. Uh, uh, is uh, and I just thought about right now is Jalen Ramsey potentially out of Jacksonville. A lot of talk about that that he, they could be moving on from him. So we'll see what happens with that. Not want to get too too deep into it, but yeah, worth mentioning. We'll talk about it more as, if it comes up. I don't know if I'm really buying into it, but we'll see. So so we're gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna save quarterbacks for last, right? But, but I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna go through a stardom uh, order that if you're on a fantasy or if you're doing DraftKings uh, or you've got some people to pick up or that are sitting on your bench, some people that I really know for a fact, 100% need to be a part of your lineup if you even want to be relevant this coming week in football. Okay, so I've kind of got a sleeper almost in each category, and then two whether it be mainstream or just relatively obvious picks. So. Uh, I will start tight end. All right, I'm gonna start tight end. Keep start off real juicy. You know what I mean? Um, start it uh, from the bottom. So now we're here. So uh, so so starter uh, starter number one. Right, I got a uh, my man George Kittle. So uh, so George Kittle, San Francisco is taking on Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay has not been able to find a way to close off the middle of the field. Uh, you know, I think George Kittle coming in there. He's kind of a safety blanket across the middle. I think he's gonna have a humongous game. Uh, number two, Jordan Reed. Uh, obviously, they're going against uh, they're going against Dallas. Uh, I, I think when you got Colt McCoy in there, you're going to go to you know just like ironically enough going against the team of Dallas when Dak came in. You know his safety blanket was Jason Witten. Had Jason Witten had some monstrous games when Dak first came in and, and started playing, and I think we're going to see the same from Jordan Reed. He's going to be that safety blanket. He's going to get a ton of targets, a ton of targets. Jordan Reed very sure-handed. 
I think he's going to come in there, and I think he's going to have a big game. I don't think it's going to be good enough to win, by the way. I think Dallas takes that game. Uh, but I think Jordan Reed is, is going to have uh, one, maybe two touchdowns. And I think he's going to I think he's going to receive for about 104, 115 yards, somewhere in that ballpark. Wow. Uh, so I think it's going to be a huge game for him. And then kind of my sleeper a little bit is going to be Chris Herndon, uh, New York Jets tight end. And they're going against New England. A similar thought in New England. They have not, they've not been wildly effective against tight ends this year. And... You know, I think that if you're a less confident quarterback coming into that game, you know, you're going against Tom Brady. Um, I, I think you're going to try and do some of those dump balls and hope you can get some yards after the catch. And I think uh, I think Chris Herndon yeah, helps, uh, helps fill right, some right. of that, that rookie down there in, uh, in New York. Uh, I'll move on to wide receivers. Uh, the must start of the week. Guys, listen, this is the no-brainer start of the week. And I'm going to say it, and you're not going to believe me. But I'm telling you right now, he's had a couple monster games, has been a little quiet. Calvin Ridley going against New Orleans Saints, okay? Okay. You're going to have Marshawn Lattimore on Julio Jones, which leads Ken Crawley on the other side against Calvin Ridley, okay? What a mismatch, right? I mean, Calvin Ridley is winning that match all day. The other thing is, too, uh, Atlanta's coming off the toughest loss of the season, right? They're a relatively good bounce-back team because they're just so back and forth. I think Matt Ryan comes out with a chip on his shoulder this game. I think Calvin Ridley gets involved super early and has a monstrous game. Um, another must-play, I think, and we, I talked about it a little bit earlier, is Tyler Lockett. So he's coming into Carolina uh, as the number two guy. And uh, again, I think Seattle understands that for them to win out these football games, which they have to do, Tyler Lockett has got to be a monumental piece of the puzzle for them to do that. They can't rely on Doug Baldwin. That's been very apparent this year. They can't rely on their running game. That's been very apparent this year. Uh, so I think that number two guy is going to have to step up in a big way, and that's Tyler Lockett. Um, this sleeper, probably a little more sleeper than I'd maybe like. but uh, so my, Super sleeper. Super sleeper, yeah, yeah. And that's going to be Adam Humphreys versus the 49ers. Oh, wow. Um Listen, I like I like Mike Evans matching up against Richard Sherman all day. I do like that matchup because Mike Evans is going to burn him down the field, right? I mean, he's going to be that deep ball threat. My fear is I don't know who the quarterback is that game. It's going to be James. <clears throat> and right, okay, so that right, so it's going to be James Winston. Here's my fear. I don't think James Winston is coming back in a position to take a lot of big, deep ball chances down the field. I think he's going to try and be a little more conservative in this game. I think he's going to try and lock himself in 100%, try and make the front office understand to not maybe question my job, right? So I think he's trying to have that game. I think that's what he's playing for the rest of the season is obviously his career, right? He's playing for his job in Tampa. And uh, I think in order for him to do that, right, you got Deshaun Jackson down there. Uh, but Adam Humphreys, listen, remember, he had a good game this past week. Uh, you know, he had a game a couple weeks ago with two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, so I think Adam Humphreys is the biggest sleeper out there, and I think he's going to be a, a nice a nice filler in your DraftKings for sure. Well, if Matt Ryan, you know, does come in a little bit chippy because of how the team's been playing, it could look good for Ridley, so it's not a bad pick. So now we get into the juicy, the juicy positions, right? So I've got a fanboy pick in, in one of these, so so prepare for it. Uh, number one starter at running back has to be Nick Chubb versus Cincinnati. 
No, no brainer. Hell yeah. So, uh, so Nick Chubb versus Cincinnati has to be the guy. I mean, I'm not even getting into it. He's been on fire. Uh, Cincinnati's defense has been great. You know what I mean? Geno Atkins up front. I mean, they've been a good, 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 good. Uh, uh, you know, they've got a good defensive front. But I think Nick Chubb really takes exposure to that, takes advantage of it. Uh, and I also think uh, Baker has been playing very, very well. We're getting a lot of play action. It, it's going to be a good time. Um, number two, Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones going going to Minnesota, taking on the Vikings. Listen, the Green Bay Packers know for a fact that they are not going to win that game if they cannot get Aaron Jones involved in a big way. And not just in the running game, right? We're going to see him coming out of the backfield. Uh, you know what I mean? We're going to see him doing a lot of dump routes. Uh, we're going to see him, instead of being the third or fourth look on offense, I mean, we're going to see him being the second look. Uh, I, I mean, we're, we're going to see uh, we're gonna see him get involved in a big way because when you get that guy, uh, when you get him the ball, I mean, he takes off. Uh, the semi-sleepy here, I think, a little bit is uh, Tariq Cohen uh, coming into Detroit. So Chicago, obviously, in a big game. It's a tough division between uh, you know between Chicago and, and Minnesota right now. And let's remember, Mitch Trubisky is not playing. So uh, you know, with him being out, I think that uh, you know we're going to be leaning a lot in Chicago on Tariq Cohen to get the job done. Uh, so some food for thought there. Now, the final. The final countdown. Someone right. tells me you're really enjoying having your own segment here, Jim. Yeah, yeah, this is great. So, no, listen, I, I think, so quarterback, right? QB. I, I think the Keep number top. one the number one guy you got to play this week is Russell Wilson. Really? Absolutely. Russell Wilson comes in. He's coming against Carolina. Carolina's coming off a not-so-stellar week, obviously. They don't have the greatest secondary. Right. Uh, their secondary is not fantastic. Uh and Russell Wilson is going to have to air out the ball. Uh, he's going to be doing some read option. Russell Wilson's going to be getting it done on his legs, I think, a little bit this week. Uh, and I think he's going to be there to stack up your fantasy points. My, my prediction for this game is Russell Wilson throws for three touchdowns, runs for one, and passes for over 350 yards. I love that you even came in with the stat line for this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, one, this, one's, this one's near and dear, specifically right, the Russell Wilson one. I can one. see it. What else you got? Uh, I got Andrew Luck second. Uh, he's playing Miami, so again. A rough secondary, all things considered. Uh, and Luck's been on fire. I mean, he has been on fire. So, uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm thinking a four-touchdown game from Luck Ooh, in the air. I think you're kind of pushing it on and, uh, I And I think, like I, think he also, I think he also throws for 350-plus. Wow, okay. Um, I don't think it'll happen on Minka, but we'll see. And this is, uh, this is my sleeper, right? My sleeper is Lamar Jackson versus the Raiders. Wow. Okay, that surprised me a little bit. So I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a killer game. Uh, he had a he had a good enough game to win last week. Okay, but I think he built up some confidence. Uh, I mean, obviously we saw him running the ball. We saw him getting out of the backfield, and like they had no answer for that. You know what I mean? So I think we see a little bit more of that. I think Lamar Jackson. If you want to save some capital on your DraftKings at the quarterback position, I think Lamar Jackson's your pick for sure. I think he's going to put up more than enough points to make your team relevant. Uh, and if you sit on your bench and uh, you know you have anybody not named Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Uh, or the obvious one. Yeah, right. If you've any, but yeah, you maybe not obvious. Lamar Jackson's your guy for sure. Yeah, it's been kind of clear that the way you're gonna do your own segment here is you're not gonna go with the super obvious choices every week. You know what I mean? The ones that are gonna be must starts every week, you're gonna leave that to kind of common sense. You're gonna go with other ones with matchups and stuff like that. And I like it. Um, you well, you heard it there, there, folks. This is your first segment of you know Drew's fantasy auction. And keep keep me honest on that too, guys. By the way, this yeah, uh, at the end of this if week. it works for you. 
Make sure. You I know. want some screenshots, okay? I want some screenshots of your DraftKings, okay, where you started some of these people. And when you get those killer points that I know for a fact you are going to get, I want you to go ahead and throw it on our Facebook, tag it. And I want you to do hashtag. Hashpat. Hashpat. Uh, I want you to do hashtag. Uh, I- I'm thinking on that one for a second. I'm trying to think of something witty with my name, but it's not coming up. Well, that's because I was gonna think I was gonna say hashtag Drew's Dingling, but I, I don't like that. What <laughs> seems a little too perverse. Um, hmm. How Drew's about dimes? Ooh, Drew's dimes being like a ten, like yeah. rock star. Ooh, Drew's dimes. Yeah, I like that. All one. right, so hashtag Drew's dimes. His, Hit me with it. If his advice helps you out this week, or when my advice helps you out this week, or if it kills you, you know. Put some post, uh, some screenshots, some posts on either on our Facebook page or tweet us on Twitter or hit us up on Instagram, which we're going to get going up in the next couple weeks, um, with hashtag Drew's Dimes to let him know how he's doing so far. So we're going to be going into our final segment. Um, we have up on the bet board, and you don't have to do it now, Rach, but what we're going to put up there is we kind of did last week already as like a preamble to how these picks are going to be going, and we're going to make picks for this week. Um, Rachel right now is beating both of us in, in uh, positive games here. Uh, so I have six points so far. It's been six correct. Drew has six, and Rachel has ten. So she insane. has quite a Complete decent insanity. lead so far, but we got to make up ground. So we're going to do this week's picks, and we're going to go week by week for the rest of the season, and we'll see who finishes strongest. So first game on the docket, Chicago at Detroit. What are you guys thinking? I'm taking Detroit. Detroit. You sure? I hope. That's what I'm praying for. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? You took Detroit last week, Rachel, by the way. I'm taking in a Chicago. Sleeper game. I'm taking Chicago. In a sleeper game, you took Detroit and it paid off for you. Just saying. I'm pretty sure I took Chicago you, last week. No, well, you took, well, they didn't you, play You took each Chicago, other. but you took Detroit last week, too, and they beat Carolina. Oh. Okay. Well. Detroit. Detroit. Okay. All right, she's actually agreeing with you this week. Drew. Well, listen, you got Mitch Trubisky out, so I think Detroit's got a chance here. All right, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. You make a good point. Um, Washington at Dallas. I'm taking Dallas. I'm also taking Dallas. Washington. Ooh, she just <laughs> wow. wants to be different. You're going for Colt McCoy. I hope. All right, the real this, McCoy. You know, I usually agree with you, but I hope just for that reason that you, 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 you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> you're just wrong. Um, Atlanta at New Orleans for the final game on Thanksgiving. Yeah, New Orleans, of course. Atlanta. Atlanta. Wow. Okay. I was gonna say, you think she's just doing opposite, but she agreed with you with Detroit, so oh, I don't really know. Right. I'm going. Well, she had to agree well. with one of us because we each picked well, the opposing true. team. So. All right. So Cleveland at Cincinnati. I'm taking Cleveland. I like it. Uh, I'm going. If AJ Green wasn't playing like he hasn't been, I was definitely going Cleveland. But with AJ Green supposedly gonna be back. And that's what I have to go with right now. I'm going to take Cincinnati. 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 All right. Rachel's going to pick first for the rest of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you think I'm she's having... got like some kind of like mind reading like mojo? Yeah, I don't like, know. I don't like it. Reading our auras. Okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. We'll see. I feel like she's doing some sick ass telepathy All right, shit or so something. So Rachel, Seattle at Carolina. Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> no, the pressure, the pressure was intense. Pressure I, was I am also going to go with Seattle. I can't. I think Caroline had a bad week. They're going to fight. 
I just I like Seattle, what they're made of, and I think they're going to compete and end up winning the game. So I'm taking Seattle. I'm going to take Carolina. <sighs> Carolina's tough to beat at home, and I think they have something to prove this week. All right, and you got to make up the points. And I've got to make up the points. <laughs> All right, so Jacksonville at Buffalo. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Hey, hey, wait a minute. No. I was going to go with Buffalo anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Jacksonville. They're the, they're just hands down the more talented team. Oh, the paper team. They've been playing sure. super shitty. Okay, but I got to hope that's that defense, Leonard Fournette's back and stuff like that. I'm taking Jacksonville. Uh, Leonard Fournette was there last week. But I uh, uh, saw what happened there. I'll take. I'll they take, almost beat Pittsburgh. I know. I, I got to take Jacksonville, too. I just have to. You, you have to? Right. I mean, it's just stupid. Like, I can't not. I cannot consciously pick the Buffalo Bills ever. Okay. Oakland at Baltimore. I'm going Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I'm going Baltimore as well. Do the right thing here, Rachel. Come with us. To the You're going Oakland? <laughs> the other one. You can't say the other one. See, I love and this, guys, because she knows she's the behind-the-scenes girl. And she's just getting thrown she's into She's going to tune like, in a little bit. Sure, she's go, uh, she's yeah. doing our Back picks with guys. us. But she's like, I'm interacting with the fans. I'm going to be doing, you know, behind the scenes. I'll take the other one. <laughs> so, the other one. All right, so other one for Rachel. Next game, San Francisco at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Ooh, she jumped right <laughs> in there. She knew uh, what she wanted there. Because I know Drew likes to talk a lot all the time, and he has to be first, so I had to say something. Listen, I've tried to get you to go first this entire time, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Where are you going with Drew? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Um, Twinsies. <laughs> I like Tampa Bay more. More talent. You gotta make I points. absolutely don't trust Jameis Winston. I think he's a piece of shit. So I'll Whoa. go with San Francisco. Whoa. San Francisco with the win. I trust more Nick Mullins than I do Jameis Winston. Wow. So San Francisco. New York Giants at Philadelphia. Giants. Wow. Uh. See, I was wondering because last she took Philly last week, Giants last week. So yeah, I was curious. Right, right. She went Giants right in. She's not wasting any time. All right, New uh, York Giants. I am uh, also just kidding. I'm taking Philly. <laughs> This one is actually kind of hard for me because I think Philadelphia is the more talented team, but I love Saquon Barkley, and they're playing better. Yeah, but Philadelphia. Well, I was, never Giants, mind. I was gonna say Philadelphia Giants, Eagles aren't playing Giants. Saquon Barkley, but they really are. In yeah, fact, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like a stake in the heart, but I can't give up on Carson Shut Wentz yet. So I'm so I'm going with Philadelphia for this week. Okay, that's gonna that's yet to be determined the rest of the season. New England at the New York Jets. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Rach. Rachy Poo. <laughs> Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, yeah, listen, if, if uh, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, shout out to you, my man. Listen, if we, if you ever get on here, just know that she uh, she picked the Jets. You know what I mean? I know you're going to own them one day. Uh, but yeah, I got to go to New England. I'm also going with New England. Are you from the New York <clears throat> region, Rachel, that you're going with the Giants? Yeah, you're you going with the New York, Jets. New York you're like, um, you, took, you definitely took the Giants last week. I don't know if you took the Jets, but. Or are you from New Jersey? Because that's where they play. Joyzy. Joyzy? No. <laughs> no, no. Like, she sounded disgusted. Um, Arizona at the LA Chargers. Uh, yeah. Chargers. I'm, I'm going Chargers. Uh, I was going to say Chargers. You can okay, take the Chargers. Can... It could be a clean sweep. You don't have to feel pressure. <laughs> She's like, listen, you guys are going to fuck up. I was up. supposed I'm to talk gonna... first, but... I'm going to go opposite and just keep building my lead. Yeah, yeah, she, <laughs> she goes first for these last, like, four or five. Here we go. All right, so the last four, you'll go first. Miami at Indy. Miami. Okay. She's all about the Minka. Yeah, listen, I got to go luck. So I'm, I'm going with my liquid luck. I'm taking Indy. Harry Potter reference. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh at Denver. Pittsburgh. 
I'm also going Pittsburgh. I'm also going Pittsburgh. Another clean sweep. That's <clears throat> that could be, actually be a good game, though. That, there's a chance that's a good game. I'm surprised, at Denver, there's a chance. I'm surprised Denver won last week. Yeah, yeah true. All right, Green Bay at Minnesota. Pick wisely. Minnesota. Yo, get out of here. Come on. <laughs> Are you for real? Are you serious right now? If you guys don't know, uh, these two are dating, so that's why he's like, watch what you say. Are you serious? Really? You're taking Minnesota? Is that real? Well, yeah. I got a question for you. You, wow. you think Green Bay is dead in the playoff race, so... I do. Pick-wise, who are you taking? Listen, I, I, I have to think they're dead in the playoff race because I think that's what common sense would... This is not a common sense thing, game, okay? Oh, you're going to be totally I'm picking biased with my heart, in this? And I am going uh, with the pack. I, I'm also going with the pack. Just because Minnesota's really let me down in what they've been doing. They're still competing. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and give it his all. And we'll find out whether they're a real team to compete yet this week or not. I'm going Green Bay. Final game. And this one's easy for me. I won't have to say it. So I don't care about going first. Tennessee at Houston. 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 All right. So surprisingly, we have a clean sweep this three clean sweeps this week, which is different. Um, Rachel has a four game lead. Those are our picks, guys. We hope you, you know, you look into them and we'll see if we're right. If you guys think we're wrong or if you guys want to try and compete with us the rest of the season, you know, maybe start putting your picks up there for us to follow with us and we'll see how this turns out. Um, that's it for the tonight's show. What do you guys think? Great job, guys. I think it was decent. Decent? <laughs> I think it went really well. I like the flow we had for being off for so long. And, I mean, we did have that practice episode. I think that helped. But, you know, I really like the way this episode went. I liked it a lot. I liked it immensely. Whoa. Big words. Big Big words. Big words. Uh, yeah, no, no, actually, I thought it was really, really good. Listen, I'm just glad to be back. Uh, I'm glad to be back and, and just talking about football. You know what I mean? We, we say it every single week, uh, almost, right? Which is, uh, we don't care if, if one person listens or, you know, we you get back up and, you know, we've got 145 people listening, you know, that, listen, I'm, let's get back up. But anyway, uh, no, seriously, listen, I, I, I don't care, you know, what, what's going on, right? Uh, it's just fun to talk about football with some people you like and, uh, you know, that's what's up. Yeah, with well, with people we like, I, I love you guys here at the table. We love you guys over there. At the oh, we're getting, we're getting, oh, now show. we're getting, now we're getting all picky on L words used. Jesus. Um, but no, this, this is gonna be the. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can expect this level, if not more, in the future weeks. We hope you like the new lay at the show, the sounding of the quality. You know, we want to hear from you, so please get in touch with us. Go through Rachel; she'll get a hold of us. And make sure we, you know, just don't disappear off the face of the earth again. I'm going to have to say for tonight, good night, guys. Night, y'all. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Tune in next time and score some points with the Couch Coaches.